What's one critical skill that can save you money and help your health? Of course, it's cooking. But despite its importance, there's a lack of learning opportunity when it comes to cooking. That's why Cookable was born, to make cooking more accessible and affordable to all. This week, we spoke to Cookable founder Jack about his journey to make cooking affordable enough to access and flexible enough to fit around busy lives. Jack, we are so thrilled to have you here and we just love your mission at Cookable. Uh, So I'd love to start by asking you, why do you think it is that so many of us uh, can't or won't cook? It's a very good question. Uh, It's lovely to be here, by the way. Thank you for having me. Um, I think learn to cook is obviously something that's really important to me. It's a mission that we have at Cookable. Um, And when I say learn to cook, by the way, it's not like Miripois this, Julien that. Uh, it's, not, it's not this kind of not stuff. Not sous vide. It's not sous vide this, exactly. This, but when I, whenever I refer in the next 20 minutes to, to learn to cook, what I mean is, is like home cooking. Okay. I mean fitting food around your lifestyle, cooking more from scratch at home. That's what I mean. So for me, it's like we all have to eat. We all have to spend money on food, right? So you've got two options. You're either going to go more convenience, it's a bit more expensive, yeah. or you're going to cook more from scratch. And I think we're cooking less because there's more convenience. I think it's as simple as that. There's more convenience. It's, it tastes better. It's getting even cheaper. And so that's probably why we're cooking perhaps not as much as we should be. Yeah. And I mean, I totally agree. I have been through those phases where I'm desperate just to get something convenient. And actually, to be honest, most of the time, it's a disappointment. I talk a lot about food disappointment. It's something that really gets to me. Um, and actually, I can see why, really, there are benefits to learning to cook. But I've just not quite figured out that that love for it. But do you think that we need to all love to cook to actually do it? I don't. I don't. I think you can hate cooking and do it <laughs> loads. I think that's fine. I think, um, I think Victoria, we love cooking, right? You love cooking. I love yeah? to cook, yeah. Um, I'm I, not saying I'm just so great yeah, at it, but yeah, I, like, I love the process. <laughs> I also happen to enjoy it, but um, yeah. I think it's not like if that's a side benefit or a bonus okay. of learning to cook, home cooking, brilliant. But for me, there are three pinch points in the kitchen. It's either time yeah. or it's budget or it's health. You, you, those really are the three barriers. You're either trying to cook to be healthier or, or you, you either want to learn to cook to be healthier or to save money or to save time. And I think enjoyment doesn't have to come into any of them. So learning to cook is just about having that kind of skills, that intuition, that little bit of confidence to be able to whip out meals in 15 minutes. Um, so yeah. if you don't, if you hate every second of it, either find someone else to do it for you, like your, your husband or, um, uh, or just, just, yeah, just, just learn to cook quicker. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned there the, the fact that actually you can do it really quickly. And I think that is a, a myth, I think, that people maybe believe that cooking has to take a lot of time or that it does take a lot of time. Can you tell us a little bit more? Because in my head, and I think a lot of people listening to this, they'll be like, well, obviously getting a takeaway is quicker or a microwave meal is quicker. Is, is it true? Or actually are we missing something that we could be cooking in 10 or 15 minutes and being healthier? I mean, you'll struggle to make a meal from scratch quicker than a microwave meal, um, I guess. Um, <laughs> true. Probably. You haven't figured that one out know. yet. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> I'm working on it. I mean, there's some examples. There's some salads or turning leftovers into something special. That would take five minutes. Reheating something in a microwave, that would be really quick. 
Um, but yes, okay, so speed, you might not match a microwave meal. But what used to take 45 minutes can definitely take 15 minutes. Okay. Definitely. And like, again, this is the kind of just the, it's, it's nothing special. It's nothing fancy. It's not about French words and all this sort of stuff. It's just basics. What I kind of try and focus on teaching is things like a few skills, a bit of intuition and confidence. And then what's critical for me is, is understanding the five, how to build the five core dishes. They're curry, salad, soups, stir fries and pastas. Um, and almost any of them you can whip up, right, in about 15, 20 minutes. And, and the beauty of this is that if you've got something in the fridge you don't need to go out and shop for a takeaway or a ready meal or something like that. If you've got like a leftover, I don't know, squash in the fridge, in 15 minutes, you can turn that into any of those five dishes. And that's why learning to cook is important because it's not about, okay, here's a recipe of a, of a meal to cook from scratch (laughs) and it takes 20 minutes and maybe I can do it in 18. It's about having that intuition of not having to go shopping and being able to make something that's just kind of leftovers or whatever in the fridge. So that's the answer to that. It's just the answer to most things, I'm afraid, is just having that foundational confidence and skills and understanding on dishes. And it just, it's like a superpower. It unlocks everything. <laughs> I'd, love to, I'd love to know from you on, the, on this kind of time point is, do you think, fr- from your point of view, you, you, do you feel this press that you need to respond to the pressure to make meals quicker and, you know, yeah. literally people are able to make them in a small frame of time? Yeah. Or do you think actually there's some sort of value to telling people they should just make a block of time in the day to cook. I'd love to know your opinion on that. A bit of both. If you love cooking... <laughs> yeah, because maybe I'm biased because I yeah. actually like it. If you love cooking, carve out time. Yeah. Carve out I, don't, I don't need to tell you that. You will do it instinctively because yeah. you love it. Um, if you don't love cooking, then, I mean, I guess, like, again, learning to cook is about trying to cook more from scratch so you're cooking less or, or buying less convenience because convenience is more expensive and, and less healthy, right? So again, this is all about trying to find real, relatable, real-life solutions to everyday life. And, and time is, what, the number one pressure for most people in everything. Yeah. So in terms of trying to carve out time, I'm not sure that's necessarily the right answer. I know there's a lot of stuff on social media about um, meal prepping. Um, mm. Yeah. I used to be, like, I, <laughs> when I used to have an office job, uh, you know, I'm, I'm motivated to cook. I'm motivated to save money. I had the space. I probably had the time. Yeah. I could never hack it. I could never do it. I don't know what it was. I just couldn't sustain it. So for, for me, that's not necessarily a solution. But what is a solution, and actually I think is a solution to almost everything, and it's been a bit of an ep- epiphany, is that the right word? Epiphany over the last year, yeah. is cooking too much of things. Uh, this is a solution to... As in like so, too big a portion or too, the same thing too often? Uh, the, the former. Cook too big a portion of everything. It sounds counterintuitive. It sounds wasteful. It's the solution to saving time, saving money, reducing your convenience intake, eating healthier. Yeah. The works. So um, if you're cooking for two people, it's going to take the same amount of time as cooking for four people. Mm. Basically. Yeah. It's also not going to cost that much more. Really. No. Um, you're going to be using the same ingredients, just maybe a few more of them. Um, and so the best way to save time, because that was your original question 15 minutes ago, the best way to save time in the kitchen is just to cook too much of something when you are cooking, because then you've, tomorrow's lunch, sorted. Tomorrow's dinner or the dinner after that, sorted. Yeah. Or freeze it and it's, it's next month's meal, sorted. So that's like the number one hack 
to generally not just save time, but also save money and be healthier. Because if you've always got something in the fridge, the convenient option is less convenient than what you've got in the fridge. Yeah. And I think something that's great about that as well is I often get this discussion um, or this comment from people that if they're single, that it's really expensive to cook from scratch. But actually, if you're thinking bigger picture and taking that approach, actually, you can have two, three, four meals if you cook a full portion that a recipe maybe says two or four people and it's just you you've got freezer food you've got fridge food you've got meals for days on 100%. hand i make the same thing on a monday and eat all week long yeah, yeah perfect but that's the hack that it's like a hack yeah. this it's a proper sure. hack convenience yeah. food is what costs more money is what makes us more unhealthy because it's more processed and by cooking in bulk uh, and um, using that in different ways, fridge, freezer, etc. You are basically just you're making you're giving yourself a new option that's more convenient than the convenience. Well, actually, I think I mean I I agree, and I know because I am somebody who cooks, and I also when I'm really busy can also uh, lean towards the convenience side of things. But I do think there are a lot of people who genuinely believe that convenience is cheaper, uh, and I'd love if we could just. <laughs> debunk that a bit can you tell us a bit yeah. about the sort of meals that you uh your soup salad pastas um stir fries curries Good memory. How, much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how much do they how much do they cost per meal and you know can you just confirm for us they are in fact cheaper than some of the convenience foods it's tricky right it's, it's, it's kind of a tricky one to debunk so if you if you pick up a, a pot of soup or a pasta sauce from the fridge mm. sorry from the from the supermarket and then you go and look at the ingredients and go and buy them separately you can find examples where the, the, the jar or the pot will be cheaper than the ingredients bought separately. But for me, cooking or home cooking isn't really about kind of following recipes even so much. And, and it's kind of like a bit of a scarecrow argument. The, the point is with the pastas, salads, curries, stir fries and whatever the other one is, is that you can use up what you've got. And so whatever you bought over the weekend, maybe just as a date night or something special on a Sunday, you can use up odds and ends that would otherwise go in the bin. Again, it's a superpower to whip up a stir fry or a salad or a curry or a pasta. So it's more of a lifestyle thing. It's more of an approach than kind of knocking up individual examples. Where I'm sure you could find some where it looks cheaper to yeah. go convenient. So it is a myth. It's harder to debunk than you'd think, but it's, <laughs> Definitely true. You can, yeah. be eating, you can eat basically for free often because you're using stuff that you'd be throwing away to make a proper, hearty, healthy, quick meal. It's I, so, sorry, I'd say it's so interesting that that is the approach that you kind of practice and that you're teaching because actually now you've said it like that, I can see how in our house, no surprises, I'm not the one that does most of the food and cooking. Um, but that is actually, I think, a lot of the time what we do is we'll have a look at what can we do with what we've got? Because we often, again, buy loads of vegetables and then a couple of weeks later, you've got carrots and potatoes and you're like, what are you? What am I going to do with you? But actually, yeah. the one we always do is the curry. Um, you Amazing. can put anything in a curry and it's actually such a good way to use it because I love having a clean fridge. Yeah. Totally, totally. And I think there are some... Ingr I, I can see why. I think the people who think uh, cooking is more expensive 
is prob- are probably the people who look in a recipe book and go, oh, I need rose harissa and preserved <laughs> <Yeah>. lemon. Yeah. <laughs> and then and they're costing like three to five pounds a jar. And they're like, well, this is so expensive. I've yeah. had a whole ready meal for five pounds. Totally. But the, I think what you said is key is it's a lifestyle and it's about having those staple ingredients that are there all the time. And I'd love to know from you, what are the key kind of flavor makers that you can just like have in the fridge or in the cupboard? Um, I, look, I'm not gonna, I don't, I mean, there's a few ingredients that I. I love like fish think? sauce. Yeah, um, is, this is, is my mean. favorite ingredient really? in the world. It, number one, says that. number one. Um, it's what, what do you put it in? I haven't. I mean everything. I mean not ev- <laughs> not everything, but like even even like I made a puttanesca the other night, um, which is meant to have anchovies in, and I don't really like anchovies, even though fish sauce is anchovies. Um, it's fermented anchovies, and so I just I always whip in a bit of. Um, Fish sauce, which a lot of Italians would um, scream at me for, but um, we're not in Italy. It's fine. We're not in Italy. Um, uh, <laughs> but it's generally for other, it's generally for for Eastern Asian dishes. It gives it's packed full of umami. Umami roughly translates from Japanese to English as yummy, and it's like the fifth um, the fifth taste bud in your mouth. The fifth taste. Basically, you got you got salty, sour, sweet, bitter, umami, and umami is like the tasty things, the savory things, the salty things. So steaks, porcini mushrooms, sun-dried tomatoes, cheese, tomatoes, fish sauce, soy sauce, fermented ingredients. Yeah. Um, so fish sauce is one, but it's not, I mean, it is actually really cheap. It's like £1.70 in Sainsbury's, big. big up Sainsbury's, um, for a bottle. Um, <laughs> uh, so so, it's, so it's a really frugal one, but it doesn't really answer your question. Um, I don't, other than fish sauce, which I love, I don't have any specific ingredients that are about, oh, you must have these. Um, but what I do have is a collection of things you need to have to build almost any dish or a good tasting dish. Ooh, can't I think, I think I do. So you, you want, you basically, like you, you often see um, in cookbooks, like the essential ingredients. So, like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And there's like 200 on there. I mean, I've got a fairly big kitchen, but I mean, A, it doesn't sound essential to me. Yeah. And B, where am I going to fit that kind of stuff? So a good kitchen and a good larder to cook well isn't about size. It's about being smart. And to make basically any dish is usually going to be salty, sour, sweet, maybe spicy, um, and maybe fatty, depending on kind of where it's coming from. So you need a few things that are A, salty. So maybe take fish sauce, yeah. take a bit of miso, take a bit of salt. You need a few things that are going to deliver sour. So different, few different vinegars, have some lemons, limes in the fridge. A few things that are going to deliver sweet. Um, so different sorts of sweetness, sugars. Um, and then if you, you know, spicy is self-evident as is fat, olive oil, butter. And once you've gone them, you, once you've got them, you can kind of enhance any dish or almost create any dish with the flavors or ingredients you want to use. So if you take your carrots or whatever, um, if, you know, if you want to take them down the level of um, a curry, you'll be pimping them out with a few spices and then enhancing them with a bit of salt, sour, sweet, spicy. Um, whereas if you want to go down like the kind of soup level, you might be kind of using more butter and a bit of cheese, but then still using a bit of lemon, um, a bit of um, maybe miso as an underlying kind of richness. So anyway, the point is, it's not about your, the depth of your kitchen. It's about the breadth or the kind of the breadth that you've got. You need salt, sour, sweet, spicy, fat, and then you just need those flavors that you like. It might be harissa, but it could just be a few spices. It could just be a bit of chipotle paste. I don't know. It doesn't have to be anything. It could, you can do stuff with just a bit of vegetables, a bit of carbs. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, pick the flavors that you like, but don't worry too much about these preserved lemons and harissa. <laughs> They're expensive. 
I, I honestly both those things I don't have in my fridge. Those yeah. are the sorts of things like you buy them and then you use it once and then it goes off. Like yeah. if you have those other things like you just mentioned that just stay there forever. They are yes. cheap, they are staples and they can build you can build a dish. That's what it's about, isn't it? Just having the ingredients in the cupboard that you can make anything. Exactly. And you can't you can make a few things delicious with preserved lemons, but there's not many dishes that yeah. you can make with preserved lemons. <laughs> no, Where, but, that's true. I've I've been reading a bit too much off to Lange. That's that you <laughs> yeah. can eat. How do I guess? But I I actually think the space message is very reassuring because particularly now, like we're living in smaller and smaller yep. spaces. So, yep. so many young people are sharing houses, yep. sharing kitchens. So I think that's a very reassuring message. Um, one thing, we're, we're running out of time. Gosh, but like, wow, I know, okay. we're, we're already on 25 past, so we are running out are of we? time. Crikey. But I, I just really want to ask you, because I think it's so important. Um, why... Why is this mission to get the nation cooking so important to you? Why, you know, why do you think it's so important? I, I, it really, I mean, it's, I enjoy cooking, obviously. Yeah. So I, I love people, I'd love more and more people to enjoy cooking. But the reality is, you, again, as I said at the beginning, you have to eat. Yeah. We have to spend money on our food. Yeah. And you basically, to overgeneralize, you have two options. You've got your food from scratch and you have your convenience. Yeah. And your food from scratch is going to be cheaper and it's going to be healthier. And your convenience is going to be more convenient. Yeah. Sure. But it's going to be less healthy and less expensive. So for me, it's a silver bullet. I'd go that far to say that you can solve, not solve, you can help to solve two huge issues mm. by making cooking um, something that more people can do, basic cooking. And that's, you can, you can reduce people's food bills and you can get people living, um, living healthier or yeah. eating healthier. And that's, that's why the mission is there because there, there's not a lot of ways to learn. Um, the ways, uh, the, some of the ways to learn out that are incredibly expensive, incredibly inaccessible, inaccessible and incredibly yeah. inflexible. And that's what I'm trying to do is make something that's genuinely affordable, accessible, flexible, so that most people can access it. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing. And, you know, there are loads of solutions that are claiming to make it easier, you know, meal delivery boxes, all of these things, which do, in some respects, make it easier. But ultimately, they're not actually giving people the skill that you need to be able to, I guess, fly away and and set up a kitchen and cook wherever you are you need to be able to get your box delivered with your recipe card um and i guess that's the difference with what you're doing it sounds like you're giving people the confidence that like yeah to to be in a kitchen with some staple ingredients and make a meal whereas if you've got a delivery box like you say you're waiting for the box and the recipe card and you just confidence is it Yeah. yeah i mean i mean first on when when in terms of speaking about cookable which i haven't even mentioned yet yeah. Can you believe it? But but <laughs> but um, but um, but, but um, uh, it, confidence. That's what it's trying to do. And we also speaking of fun, we do have fun on our cl- like. It's about an hour, an hour and a half in the evening. Yeah. Put a bit of music on. Maybe have a glass of wine. We make it as fun as we can. Even if you don't, it's like it's it is evenings entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Or a very cheap evenings entertainment whilst you're learning. Um, but but in terms of recipe boxes, like everyone's different. Everyone will have different ways of learning. I'm all for, if that's the solution, even though they're more expensive, if that's the solution for you, I think if you do enough of them, you'll learn some, you'll pick up bits and yeah. bobs and whatever. And there's loads of free content out there as well. There's, there's so many different ways to learn. But what, the, but what I found is the best way to learn, not for me of cooking, but when I really don't get something, I find the best way to learn is that, in, that, that individual guidance, that kind of interaction that is this right yeah. and and that's my insight from years of being in this world of teaching people to cook is that 
content's great or delivery boxes are great, but for a lot of people, you need to go beyond content. It's not enough. And you need to be able to go, can you check on this? It doesn't seem yeah. right. Yeah. You know? like, and, and, and that's all it is. And someone goes, yeah, it's, it's great. And that's all. Or actually, you know what? I'm overwhelmed. This doesn't smell right. Doesn't take... Whatever it is, it's the, it's the interaction that makes a difference. And that's what I'm trying to bring to the nation is that ability to actually learn with someone um, rather than just through a screen, through content. It's kind of live teaching. Um, and that's what Cookable's trying to do. So for anybody who's listened and wants to come and learn to cook, they want to come to Cookable and find you, where is the best place for them to go? Um, you just Google Cookable. That's yeah. all. Um, you see our website. Um, at the moment, we're, incredi- we're ruthlessly focused on just offering one thing. It's our four-week course. That's it's literally all we do. Where is it? Uh, it's all online. Amazing. It's all online. So, so that's why it's evening entertainment. I can't wait. Um, it's really good fun. Yeah. And honestly, if I had all the money in the world, all the time in the world, and I wanted to teach you to cook... I'd send you home and I'd get you online. I wouldn't bring you to my school. I guess because you're in your own kitchen. You're in your own kitchen. A school, it's a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's more sterile. You've got all the ingredients you need. You've, it's a fake environment. Mm. You've got more space. You've got all the ingredients you need. Whereas when you're at home, you will miss ingredients. You will forget things. You will whatever. And we'll find solutions online. So um, yeah. you just Google Cookable and, and you'll find us. And um, yeah, um, that's what you've got to do. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.